Combat divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Hey. Yeah. You you like when I start to beatboxing? You should see the smiles in the studio when I beatbox. They be like, oh, okay, TG. Is that what it is? You going crazy? Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. It's your girl TG and your girl Tanisha B. Yo, and a big happy birthday to Tanisha B. Her birthday was on April the twelfth. We appreciate all love on her birthday. We had a, a a great time with her birthday, and her birthday party sparked this conversation on the day. Actually. Yeah. We had a nice eclectic group of people, and uh, it was some intense conversations. And the, the older we get, the more I just appreciate, you know, being able to hang out with friends and have great conversations until like three three a.m. But uh, it was a it was a great time. We had a great time. But one of the conversations that came up uh, that we were talking about was the idea of loving someone versus you know being in love. So yeah. love versus being in love. And it was a mixed, you know, ideology that, that came out the room on that day. But I don't know. I came out with a different stance than than most, you know, because right. I think the idea of being in love was like, uh, oh, you know, y- y'all just want the love that's in the movies. And y'all just want that infatuation that's in the movies or in the fairy tales. And then, you know, Tanisha had brought up something. I'm going to let her go you know, into it. But fairy <laughs> tales aren't like, I don't know if we actually sat down and watched the real fairy tale. Tanisha B.? No, I was saying, I'm like, fairy tales are actually real because I'm like, if anybody ever get a chance to just really analyze, like even just something as so as far as a, a Disney movie. So you look at the Disney movies and every single Disney movie, they's like, okay, happy ending or they lived happily ever after. But anybody ever pay attention to what made it like the beginning of the movie to the middle of the movie to yeah. the end of the movie? Like, yeah, yeah, it's all smiles and confetti and parades and kisses <laughs> right. and like children and all right. this other stuff at the end. But no one ever really paid attention to like the struggle at the beginning. Exactly. How these lovers, depending on whichever, you know, Disney movie or whatever that you watch or any fairy tale movie that you watch, at the beginning, it's always some type of a struggle to where right. they're separated by money. They can't be with the, the rich person, can't be with the poor person, right. or this family feuding with this family. They can't be together and they're fighting to be together. Right. And they're going through all these different obstacles and traveling from one sea to one other sea to the different shores. And shore. like It's always some type of a a struggle for them to be together to even exactly. get to that happily ever after. And everyone's saying like, oh, it's just a fairy tale. I'm like, yeah, probably the way it plays out in the movie and it all prevails at the end. But it's always some struggle. It's like if they jump straight to, oh, we're in love and let's do all these fun things mm-hmm. and everything is all smiles and rainbows and oh, everything is so glorious. It's yeah. like it's not even going to be worth watching. I'm like, exactly. I don't watch this bullshit. Exactly. Even so, the kids don't want to watch it. Like, no, they're like, okay. I was watching Beauty and the Beast with with the kid uh, this past this past weekend and. I don't know if I haven't haven't watched a, a, a fairy tale in like years upon years, but watching it as an adult, like I was on the edge of my seat at some point. Like I was just like, oh my god, oh oh my god, oh she can't love you. you you're a beast, but not because you look bad, because you have a bad attitude. And like I, I went through the whole <laughs> movie with them until the end, but they literally could not get together until the end. So when people say, oh you just want a fairy tale, like that's real life. You're gonna go through some some heartache. You're gonna go through some pain. There's gonna be some thorns and and all these different variables until you get to the end. So what's the difference between being in love and loving someone? And in my argument was that being in love is is 
is not temporary. You know, you don't really have a choice about being in love. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, the heart wants what it wants. And I, I do feel like that. And you can't help who you are in love with. That in love is more like stickability. That in love means that I want to, I want to put your, your well-being and, and, and I, I love you so much that I want to make sure that you're straight and make sure that, you know, things are going well for you, mm-hmm. even in, even in the event that I'm not there. That's when you hear people say, I want to see you happy even if you're not with me. Yeah. That, that's in love. That means, I, I mean, even if I'm not part of your, your situation, me being able to see you happy makes my heart even just even that more glad. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's real. I think being in love is actually a real thing, and it's not an infatuation. And you know, people people because a lot of people say, "Well, being in love is just like you know, you just infatuated with this person." Right. And that was the conversation. Like, well, when I did tune back and forth in <laughs> during my uh, birthday celebration, because I can't stand when people everybody is shouting over each other and everybody trying to be heard. So I didn't pick up in the conversation until right towards there. the end. Like, I don't know. I couldn't. I, maybe my anxiety was kicking in. It was just too many people talking, not enough people listening. But um, I think with the love and being in love, I think I had it backwards for some time because mm. I thought that the in love part was like a little bit short because I'm thinking, you know, you get the flutters, you get the butterflies, and eventually that stuff fades out a little bit as far as like those warm and fuzzies, but then you get into the just loving part, but right. apparently I had it in reverse. So the loving part is considered a choice when you choose to be in that person's presence. You choose to care about them. You choose to do things for them. It's just the I and love then, a person. That right. The okay. I love, just the love part, just I love. Mm-hmm. But then the in love part is when you put in, um, when you making sacrifices for them to um, to be okay, to be comfortable, to feel loved, and you putting their needs um, above your own. Sometimes it, but, it can happen, yeah. But then I kind of thought about it, like, man, you putting their needs above your own. But then it's like, do like how do you how do you uh, balance that between putting putting someone above, you know, um, putting someone first? But then what about yourself? Do you kind of lose yourself, or do you try to like love that person in tandem with yourself? Like, how does that balance go? Yeah, you. I I think you love them in tandem with yourself. I mean. Being in love, I get to put their needs above your own, but that don't mean that you never take care of your needs either. It's just a temporary, like, this person needs more than I need. Or in any relationship, everybody ain't getting their needs met 100% constantly. Like, somebody going to get their needs met more than the other. And I wouldn't say sacrifice, because that's such a harsh word. Mm-hmm. I would say more of a, a meet in the middle sometimes, because... I might not all together get what I want, and you might not all together get what you want. But if we meet somewhere in the middle, you got what you want a little bit, I got what I want a little bit, and it's 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 content enough that we both happy with the situation, and not one person is like, well, forget it. You can just have what you want, and then move on. This is the the problem with the statement "happy happy wife, happy life," right? It's, it insinuates, for the most part, as long as my wife is happy, and as long as my wife's taken care of, then I'm straight. I'm good to go. But the problem with that statement tends to be that if you keep sacrificing yourself constantly, 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 and your, but your wife happy, but you ain't getting what you want out of the relationship, what tends to happen is that guy steps out of the relationship because mm. his needs are not getting met. And as a, as a, the, the, what's it called? The, what is it? The cleanup woman. That's what oh, I was trying to figure out. Okay, because I would have never got that. I had to, <laughs> you, you weren't born in the 60s, so there's no reason you should get that. Um, <laughs> the, but the cleanup woman is is a real thing. A woman who is who is 
actively able to figure out what your man needs, you know, mm-hmm. and fine tune it, can really swoop in right up under your nose and kind of get with your man. I, I feel like that's a that's a true statement. Okay, but then you said the happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. So this man is supposedly doing everything under the sun in his power, within his means to put Allegedly. a smile, right? To put a smile on his on his wife's face. Right. I mean, on wife's Face. face, got it. So he's doing all these things, and then you're saying that eventually, okay, that person, it kind of, they kind of burn out and they forget about themselves, and mm-hmm. then they eventually end up stepping outside to find that other happiness. But then it's like, whose fault is that? That he's doing all these things and he forgot about himself, and then it's like, ah, oh, it clicks in, like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to be happy too. Mm-hmm. But then you step outside of it, whether rather than communicating. Yeah, because all you had to do is I feel like a lot of stuff can be solved with communicating. It's like, okay, you're happy with this house. You wanted this house, I got you this house. You wanted right. this car, I got you this car. You wanted this ring, I got you this ring. Or right. whatever, all these other materialistic things or trips or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he forgot about himself. So because just because he forgot about himself, he steps out. And find love or find that that warm and fuzzy somewhere else. Right. So it's like that's it's his fault. His, yeah. That's, I mean, that's it's his fault. it's a personal fault of your own. I'm just saying it happens. Yeah. And that's the reason why it happens is because both parties aren't actively making sure that both parties are okay. So just like I'm, he making sure I'm okay. I still need to make sure he okay. And he might not need much. Me and I are pretty simple. You know what I mean? Like you know they want to eat, sleep, have sex. You know, really good <laughs> work. And you know, have a good time here now. I got it. Too too easy. You know, women want more. No, because you brought me five carrots. I asked for eight specifically, and I don't understand. You know, so like women are like more. You know, no 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 picky. You know, you get you get a guy some. It's pretty simple. You buy a female something, you have to like meet all these margarines and and all these things. It's it's sometimes hard to please females. But you know what? No, I, I no I. You're, you're hard okay. to please. Well, you're hard to please. Uh, so before you make the statement, oh, relax. <laughs> relax. You're very difficult no, to buy no, gifts for. Okay, so okay, go ahead. What I was saying was, because it's not about me. I'm saying that when you said that men uh, are are super simple and they just you know they just take whatever or whatever just super simple. They are. But I've had two separate instances with two different guys to where the shit wasn't all that damn simple. Right. Like I, I'm like I did like what I uh okay so I call myself I, I pay attention to the type of things that they like or the type of things they're into or mm-hmm. whatever that's me being me being intuitive or whatever right but then um, this person he had mentioned some shoes or something when we were out and about like man I've been looking for these shoes man damn they have my size blah 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 I've been looking for these shoes for years yada 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 and then when that person's birthday came around. I found those damn shoes. Mm-hmm. I found those shoes. Um, like this person was into this different type of cologne. Found some nice smell good cologne. Got a cart. Like, like I, uh, here. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! And then the next day, like I think we went to like breakfast or whatever have you on like on actual birthday or whatever. I'm like I did this and it was just like oh, thanks. So that's not all <laughs> oh, that wow. damn simple because I'm like I literally got you like thought of something that you wanted. That you couldn't find, that was hard to find right. in your size, mm-hmm. and you like, oh, I mean, well, that's cool. He like, might, what the fuck did you want? He might be a bit of a dingleberry. I'm the, just saying, you have those. A bit of a dick. <laughs> that's what he was. You have those every now and then. Like, like a you, dick. I you run into like, the dingleberries. Okay, Are you guys still I'm, together? No, Apparently no, no. not. There I mean, you go. This little selfish bastard. No. <laughs> 
just, just like I, I was just, I just, I didn't understand. I was like, I got you what you wanted. Like, oh what did you, God. did you want something? And this person was like, oh well, I was thinking that maybe we could have took a trip. Like, first of all, but never mind. I, I, you know, because you know, you're getting a little hot in the studio, so no flashback. But they're not all this simple. All that simple, like especially if their expectation, they have something already set in their mind as to what they want, but they don't communicate it. So it's like, it's also like communication. I'm always going to say something is like at the base of like just simple communication. If that Mm -hmm. person would have been like, oh, okay, here's my birthday wish list. Like they're seven years old. Like maybe those needs could have been met, but they wanted to be like, I don't know, read my mind. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but it was super aggravating. Uh, you have those. That's all I'm saying is, you know, every now and then there's a dingleberry in the patch. But I mean, on like on the broad spectrum, though, mm, most guys, I, most I don't love that guys are pretty simple. They're pretty simple. Are they? And what they want. I, I believe so. I've, I've come to find out that I think that's, I think that's true. I don't know. I think we need a part two. <laughs> Already. Okay. We, we will get a guy's perspective on that. Write it down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I... I'm going to stick to my premise on okay. that one. No, that's what I ain't going to move you. But the being, the being in love part, <laughs> the being in love part just, it hits the heart so close and, and so close to home. The the passion that you feel for this person, the the overall just, you know, kind of your heart beats quicker when they, when they you know, walk in the room that, mm-hmm. you know, y'all could have had sex 12 hours ago, but you think <laughs> about it on the 13th hour and, and you shake a little bit like, oh, sh- woo, <laughs> man, I mean, woo. I mean, that, I like that's that. that good. And that's just not like being horny and like the sex. That's like an actual, you know, intertwining of souls on a different Ooh. plane and on a different level. It's like not only did your bodies meet, but your souls met at that point in time and made something amazing. And I feel like it's just it's just a different type of just sync and 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 being in intuitive with somebody. It's it's kind of hard to explain, I guess. But it's just if you could see why I'm doing my hands right now, <laughs> intertwining. It's an hands. intertwining <laughs> of two persons when, when you are in love with someone. Yes, and I, I think that's that's real. But when you love somebody, it's. It's still good, you know. It's still intense. It still could be great. Don't get me wrong, but you do choose to love that person. Like you know, it may not be the same like big passion there, but you know, you 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 actively try to make it work. You actively work at it. You actively do you know feel for this person in your heart. You want them yeah. to be great, but it's not that you know that same. I want to see you happy even if you're not with me type of thing. Yeah, I, like I, it figures to the part where it's like selfish, like uh. Um, like when you stop caring about that person and you like, oh I man, I hope that person get hit by a bus or something like that. Like that's dig. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think being in love surpasses <laughs> that relationship. Like, so if we break up, you ever seen people who can't break up? Like they yes. like they break up, but then they get well, you yeah, of course yeah, I've you, been, yeah, you definitely I've, have I've been, been there. through that uh revolving door. Love. They break up but then still somehow end up in the same plane or in the same universe and can't figure out why they keep clashing and can't figure out why they still together. Like I believe that is a, 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 a in love type of universe where y'all break up and then like five years later it's like, oh, it's funny I see you well, here. I mean, I mean well, you can live in two different states and still, you know, really have yeah. a, a big connection. That's like, well, it's just that one person. Um, my high school sweetheart, we've 
kept in touch for years. That was my first everything, my first Aww. relationship, first da, love, da, da, first da, da, da. just first all just first. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we we was together all the way throughout high school, maybe like a, a year or so after we went to the we both went joined the service and connected after the service and then that person went away. Mm. And we just decided, like, okay, even if we are not going to be together, we're going to remain uh, a part of each other's lives, be friends. And sometimes, you know, people people don't stick to that, you know, that thing when you be like, oh, well, keep in touch. Like, they <laughs> right, really don't be is... like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they'll see you that's in public later true. on down the line. They'll be like, oh, hey, that was mm-hmm. that person I knew that one time. Yeah. But we literally stayed in touch. And I've always loved that person, was always in love because... No matter what, the ups and downs and obstacles that we had went through, I'm like, I still just wanted that person to be happy. Whatever choice he made, I just wanted him to be happy Absolutely. with the choice that he made, even if that choice you know, wasn't me, or mm. even if that choice didn't bring him to me in the same area as me, like, I just wanted that person to be happy with That's their intense. family, their careers, their whatever. Just be prosperous. That's intense. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> and then to get a chance to see the person and then we connect, it was just like, I don't know. It was just a, a feeling that was undescribable. It was like deep down, soul connecting, like stars in my eyes, just like, a, I don't know, super, like it, it felt spiritual. It yeah. was just. It was easy like a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As okay. CG busted to a song. <laughs> uh, Everything is a song. But I mean, it was just, it was just beautiful. It was just a feeling that you don't, you don't always get. It's like almost a, a one in a life, once in a lifetime type of type of feeling that you get from a person. Sometimes yeah. people get it, and it's and it's temporary to where their love. I don't know something happens to them. Like my mom, she felt that type of love, and mm-hmm. that person was, you know, unfortunately taken away from her. Mm. And I don't think she's ever felt that way before. But she's still grateful that she. Got a chance to feel that way once. Yeah, yeah, because so. it, it is an an intensity uh, when when you in love with somebody, and some people are kind kind of get stuck too in love, but in a in a in a tricky like friend zone because nobody wants to make the relationship that, go that's awry. That unrequited. Almost. Yeah. So I mean, how many people are in love with their friends? You know what I mean. And and then you have that friend zone. It's that sticky middle, and you know because you don't want to mess it up, you kind of. You know, veer left from really making it happen, mm-hmm. and that's that's got to be painful. But I mean, sometimes you gotta make it work. Me, me and my husband actually, you know, we, before we were not friends because we weren't friends at first, and then we became friends. We became pretty cool, and then you know we got you know together together. But it, it came in phases. But I, I knew we couldn't be in the friend zone for long because I had started to desire him sexually. <laughs> so I mean, once that started to happen. <laughs> I knew we was gonna end up taking it to the next step. I didn't initiate it, but I knew it was gonna end up happening. So yeah. See, and that's when it goes to that. That's that fairy tale thing. It was like a, a bit of a struggle. It was a lot of at friction the because it was like, ugh, I can't stand this we couldn't guy. Stand each other, yeah. And then you find yourself just alone with your thoughts and be like, man, why I keep thinking about this guy? Well, he that's... was he was my platoon sergeant. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it was forbidden. A like we couldn't be together. So that made it even more exciting. It was forbidden, yeah. like, like a forbidden fruit. It was kind of. And then Ooh. we had a, a, well, A, well, he brought a date to an event that we had. <laughs> and I was a little jealous, like, but we weren't together or talking or whatever, but I felt jealous. Like, I, I exhibited jealous behaviors. Like, I was 
I was like hating on the girl for no reason. Like, mm, I didn't know we was bringing dates. You know, like, <laughs> but we weren't together at all. So he was just like, yeah, well, we it's a ball. Yeah, you know, it's a <laughs> battalion a ball. So I just brought a date. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she cute or whatnot, but, you know, whatever. And then mm. I end up kind of, I didn't sabotage his date, but transparency moment. I, I, I fed her a lot, of, a lot of alcohol. Like, I, I kept the liquor coming, right? Oh. So, but after a while, she was trashed. I mean, she was completely inebriated. And me, me and my <laughs> husband was not dating or liking each other at that time. I don't know why I did it. I was vicious. So then she wow. got so drunk, it was a hypnosis at this particular event. And, like, she, she volunteered because she was really feeling good about herself at this time. They was like, we need volunteers. She's like, I'll do it. And so she got up. So at this point, my husband's feeling embarrassed. He's like, man, I brought this date. Now she's, you know, like drunk. Like, what's going on? So she went up there and they were like, find the most handsome man in the room and sit on his lap. She went up to the battalion sergeant major and sat on his lap, right? So I'm dying. Like, I'm cracking up. Like, she's great. I mean, you really know how to pick him, babe. This is great. Well, he wasn't babe, but I I called him by his name. Jackson. That's my name. I called him Jack. Like, you really know how to pick him, Jack? She she went to somebody else. You were obviously not fine at all. So, like, I just kept the jokes coming. And I just sabotaged his date. So, you know, there it is. And I didn't like him at all. Like we weren't actively pursuing a relationship, but you know. So that just it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. That's then that. then we had AT, and then he got real sick, you know. And you know he, it, it was different. I don't know. He got really sick, and he was in his sleeping bag, but he was he was pretty much naked, right? But he he was so oh. sick that he just got up to to. I had brought him some medicine, but he was still a platoon sergeant. You know, I have to take care. I brought him some medicine, and like you know, you saw the tattoos and the body and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, you. You could get it though. You kind of okay. You didn't say that, did you? I didn't say it to him. Oh, In my okay. mind, I oh. said it to myself. Oh, and then you know, the rest is history. A couple months later, I had him. Oh, you know, but, but I ain't me. never met a nigga that didn't want to marry me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's but, just me. Uh, but I'm just saying, like that that feeling that just came out of nowhere. That, <laughs> it came that out in love part to where it's like you wasn't looking for right. it. You wasn't just actively pursuing it. it. It just kind of like just just came over you. It did. It, it so, just kind of it, it did. It was a feeling that I could not describe at the time, and I didn't really see it at the time. And if you would have asked me, I would have denied it. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, it definitely was there for a while, where there was this different plane of connection that I really had with him. And that I wanted to explore, but you know, it just it was a tricky situation at the time. So all that stuff was brewing when you was at the uh, at the ball, and you was like, yeah. I don't know why I feel this way, but yeah. I just feel some type of way. He it was just really kind of like sparked something yep. in you, and then you just went savage after that. So it was I I can't even believe I did it. I'm sorry to that girl. I don't too. even know I, if that was a problem. I can't remember her name. Maybe if she's a listener, I hope she is. <laughs> Shout out to the Cater Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> but, ah. but you got your like in a sense like you have your fairy tale but it's still going there's no like there's no ending there's no happy ending because it's still going yeah it's still going so you had that. that that struggle at the beginning to where you weren't even sure you liked this person to where you liked this person then y'all got together and then it was like first came love then come marriage and the baby carriage you know how the song goes I mean literally and literally just, just like just, that you just really see that that fairy tale just like an ongoing right yeah, I, so I do. The stuff is, I mean, this, this, it's real. Like you see it. Like they had to kind of base these type of love, or this in love, and all this stuff. They had to base it from somewhere, but they, you know, put yeah, in the cutesy little movies and colors because it had to pretty. come from somewhere. But I, I just think that when you're in love with somebody, it it brings about a, another part, another dynamic in a relationship 
that's between you know lovers, not a, a, a filial relationship where you know how I love my brother or my sister or mm-hmm. you know my friend or agape like how I would love anybody. Right. It like an arrow's love is so intense. It 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 takes on another just it makes it takes on another dimension of the word love. And I, I mean I, I hope for everybody to experience that type of love where Me it's too. just it's just so intense and so deep where the only words that can come to mind is like like this person just it's it's just comfortable when we're together. Or it's just, you know, it feels like it feels like home when we're together or, you know, it's easy like a Sunday morning. I don't know. It's the best way I can put it. Do you um do you believe that you only get three great loves? I, I've saw I've seen that before. Like you get the high school love, and then you get the the one that you're deeply passionately in love with, and then the one that come out of nowhere. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I've had all three. I, I've lived it. I, my husband's the one that came out of nowhere. I've had before him like that. What I thought was you know that neurotic love, where you know you were you were you know bust the windows at that car type of love. Oh man. And then you know you have that that high school kind of sweetheart, but some people move through all phases with one person. Mm-hmm. Like their high school sweetheart was also that crazy love, and it's also that love that came out of nowhere. Because I've heard stories where that high school sweetheart, you know, got married to somebody else, you know, end up getting divorced or, or what have you, and end up still back in that person's life. Like it, sometimes it can go crazy. Yeah. But it's all about what you desire and who you desire and how you you know end up. Putting that out to to the universe. I think Put that, that out to the Lord. You know. I think that like I've had the three, but it came in the form of like like you were just saying. Like I had that one of them is a two in one. Mm. So I had that one at the beginning of high school sweetheart, and I had mm. the one in the middle from that that relationship that teaches you things that teaches you about yourself. It teaches you that you don't want like kind of like what you want out of life what you want mm. in a person what you want in a relationship and i man i got taught all all of those things and then some every lesson and that <laughs> every single lesson that i needed to learn i found that out in that one relationship yeah. which shaped all the other relationships after that but then that. that next one kind of like brought me back to the beginning because after having that first relationship even though we were kids it kind of set the bar pretty mm-hmm. high for anyone else that came after that person. Yeah. And I think what made me dive so deep into that second person is because it was that one little missing thing that I was hoping to get from that that first love, mm-hmm. that more verbal part of like, oh, that I love you, you're great, you're beautiful, you're this, you're mm-hmm. this, you're that. And it's like, it took me time to grow to realize that you don't always have to hear it as long as that person is showing you That's that true. they love you, showing you that they care, showing you that they have your best interests at heart. And I may be may have been too young to even analyze that because I was so busy trying to see all the things that I wanted mm-hmm. and not really seeing what was actually before me. So I end up falling into that really karmic one, that that karmic relationship, that that hard one, the one that taught me all the lessons is because Absolutely. I needed to pay attention to that first one mm. and I didn't. Mm. So, I mean, but hey, you know, you learn your lessons and it shapes you into the person that you are today to make better decisions and to be more self-aware, more in tune and pay just pay better attention. Period. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you you need that time to pay better attention to yourself. When, I mean, when you're younger, you don't. Sometimes you don't really know what you want altogether, just out of life or a relationship. 
you know, and you end up growing and different things start to shape your your outlook and how you see life. And you end up, you know, coming back full circle to know what you really want. Mm-hmm. I heard a parable one time that you know, people used to always say that, you know, men love in, well, women love in your presence and men love in your absence. Meaning sometimes men don't find out that they love you until you, you're not around no more. Mm-hmm. And women find out they love you the more you are around them. And I, I thought that was interesting because I do, I have found it to be true in some cases, most cases, you know, it's yeah. not 100%, nothing is, <laughs> but that most men find out that they really, really want to be with you and really love you when you're no longer around, like when yeah. you're no longer present, when you're no longer available. And then they they realize that they really, really wanted you. Like, man, you know, it, they go through that whole little phase mm-hmm. of being sick and they go through their little heartbreak phase when you're no longer accessible, yeah. which is a, a great tool for women to to be able to use sometimes when, you know, they, you know, you got this type of situation where you're mad acting a fool or whatever. Give them some space to let them figure it out. That's my advice to all women. When they man acting a fool, it's like, cause he, uh, give them some space. Yeah, but if they don't, what happens when if they don't? Um, they didn't love this, you. Uh, that's, if well, they don't come back, they you're not the one they really want. That's true. Yeah, I, I believe when men really want you, they'll fight for you two foot nail. They ain't gonna let you walk out the door. Yeah. You'll walk out the door for a little while, but you're gonna come back. Like they, <laughs> like they. That's what. That's when you know, like they really wanted you. But you know what? Sometimes people use that as a. Um, like a, a control tool too, because it's like they, they just kind of just they don't want to take care of you in the sense of all the ways that you need to be taken care of. They mm-hmm. just want to, I don't know, like I don't even know what to really call it because I've had the instance to where I'm like I was in that relationship and I walked away and that person was like, no, I miss you, I love you, come back, blah blah blah, I'll be better. And then you come back and it's BS all the over again, over- and then. You like, okay, fine. No, you lied. You said you was going to be better. You're not better. And then you walk away. And then they're like, no, 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 baby, please, baby, baby, please. Mm-hmm. And then you good. come back and it's like, they don't want to. It's like, mm-hmm. so it's that, that that yo-yo effect until you like, no, nah, I'm going to just shut it down. Like, exactly. no, I'm done. No, you're not going to be better. You right. just want to use me as a tool for whatever type of thing that you're, mm-hmm. whatever void you're trying to fill, and that's I'm it. done filling that void. So I, it got to the point where all those baby, baby, please... Just went unanswered. But that's what that's at the point where you choose you. You know, you realize that that wasn't it. Because we got to go through yeah. that too. That's that's what the space is for. To realize if that's what we really want and we could deal with and go through. Because sometimes we we can't deal with that and go through that. Like women have to figure out what they can and cannot go through. Mm-hmm. And what, what I can go through, you know, in my relationship, you might not be able to go through in your relationship. It might be a deal breaker for you. Like, right. no, I'm, that's something I can't go through. And I might be like, eh, it's not a big deal. But women have to find out what they can go through. Like you said, yep. you give them, give them space and they come back and do the same thing. Obviously, that's whatever that same thing is, that's something that you're not willing to go through. Right. And so that's it. Now, you know, whatever it is. But everybody, well, every, well just every person, period, whether it be male or female, um, know what it takes to get to their breaking point. And don't, Absolutely. can no one tell you what your breaking point is? Can no one tell you this is your time, you need to walk away? The person that mm-hmm. would know it better is the person that's actually going through all that mess. Exactly. You ever try to tell somebody to leave somebody? I've never I, I've never done that. I made a vow to never do that. But I mean, I when see a person people, was whipping on somebody's ass, yes. I was like, no, it's still you hard. need to leave It's hard them. for you as an outsider to tell that Oof. person, even though somebody's whipping them everything, until they get that mentality, until they have something that comes over them and say, okay, you know, I can't do this anymore. Then they can leave. But me telling this person to leave, it is very, very difficult 
for me to tell any whether you're being abused yeah. and I see you being abused as 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 my friend it's my duty to tell you yeah. that but at the end of the day until you realize I'm better than this my worth is more than this yeah. I, I I don't have to deal with this I'm beautiful I'm empowered I can get any man I want you know I, I'm worth it mm-hmm. you won't walk away Ugh, and it's, it's when so you hard feel to that watch, way though man it's hard away. to watch because sometimes it's like, you have to even walk away from that's true that's true it's like if I if I keep watching you you know with someone kicking on your butt and then you blaming yourself or you trying yeah. to justify or we was we were both hitting each other or we were both very fighting, difficult we were to both walk this, away and it's like if they don't want to walk away, I can't watch you. I, I literally can't watch you be in pain. I can't hear your cries anymore about it because you're not willing to leave that situation. I can't watch the abuse. I can't, yeah. you know, it's literally you watching that person die. Yeah, yeah. And like, it depends on their upbringing too. I mean, if if you saw abuse, you're more prone to deal with abuse. You know what I mean? Or if you saw abuse, you... You kind of deal with it differently, and it, or if you you know suffer from any type of mommy issue, daddy issue, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, you tend to deal with abuse because you feel like you can't do nobody, can't get nobody else. You know, he he is good on off times, and that's better than not having nobody at all. Like right. most people who are abused, kind of rationalize you know the whole situation. Yeah. And you know, I, I unfortunately I grew up watching it, so like I I can understand both sides. I can understand the side of me that wanted to be always be like, but but well, I don't understand why you better than this. Mama. And I can also understand, but I have an uncanny ability to do this, put myself in other people's shoes, like mm-hmm. like literally. But I can also see the other side of her too, that you know she didn't want to leave. You know she 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 didn't want to be alone. But because how she came up, like she thought that she that's what it was about. She couldn't kind be alone. That staying power, like no, you have to stick through it. You right. have to work through it. And it's like she thought she was supposed to. It's like have somebody. yeah, not life or death type of thing though. Like you right. don't have to stick through that. Like when it, you put yourself through physical. Physical pain. Yeah, it's it's and very difficult to watch somebody go through that. My dad, he attempted at it. Like I seen him. Um, I was a kid. I seen him slap my mom once, mm. and her her whole like her gang of sisters tried to just mm. tried to rip him to shreds. He ran because I mean he was outnumbered, but she <laughs> she stuck around and she stayed. But she was like never again. And when he tried to, like, he would push, they would push each other and he tried to put his hands on her and she put him out. Like, she, mm. on the way out, you know, she gave him a couple of pardon gifts with a pot upside the head. But, you know, she, it's, it was like she had to show her kids that example to where you want someone yeah. in your presence that's going to respect you and not just, you know, mm. verbally, but like respect you physically, respect your body, respect everything about you. And then mm-hmm. when they can't, you need to take that person away from you, like leave, allow that person to leave your life or you leave that person's life. So she, when I saw that, you know, growing up, I'm like, yeah, my mom's strong. She ain't taking no mess from nobody. Ain't nobody could put their hands on my mama. I like it. And that let me... Learn those tools so when I got older, I can identify a aggressive person. I, I can identify whether that mm-hmm. person could literally get so angry to where they would put their hands on me, and I've shied away from yeah. those type of aggressive, you know, behaviors and never allowed anyone to put their hands on me. That's great, and that adds a whole new dynamic to it. Because if you got kids and you got something else to live for, you you tend to you know try to show them the best way to go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I applaud your mom for actually you know seeing that. Okay. I, it, more so, I have a daughter that mm-hmm. is looking up to me, and I need her to make the right decisions going forward. So let me make the right decision now to so that she understands what the right decision is. Mm-hmm. Because kids, they will do what you say do, 
but they more so are going to do what they see you do. Exactly. You know, bottom line. And that's until they get, you know, of age. And then they start to ask questions about what they didn't see you do. Right. Like, well, why didn't you just do this? Or why didn't you just do that? You trying know? to understand what they saw. Right. Trying to dissect it. Yeah. Mostly in, you know, our 20s is when we start asking questions. You know, questioning our, our parents. Or, or if we're having, you know, difficulties in our own relationships, we, we tend to start asking questions. Well, Mom, why you just didn't do Why you just didn't... You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't have an answer, and that's okay. You know, we're not that hard on our parents, but at the end of the day, if you know that you are living for somebody else and that they're counting on you, you tend to do better. Try to. A yeah, lot of people, you try they... to. But that's not an issue of even being in love or loving someone. That's an issue of loving yourself. Yourself. Yeah, that's an issue of loving yourself, you know. But that's also, yeah, that's very important. That's initial. Before we get to the other people. You know, yeah. we, we have to love ourselves first. If you're miserable as a person and your self-worth is uh-huh. in the toilet. Right. I feel you like know. you don't have the capability to. Like, if you don't you put can't, nobody else through You can't that. love someone or even have the ability to fall in love with someone if you haven't never fallen in love with yourself or just loved yourself, period. It, it's hard to do because you put a lot of weight on the other person. It's kind of unfair to the, the other party that's trying to love yeah. you because you haven't figured out, you know, exactly you know, how to love you. So they're kind of setting the bar, you know what I mean? And it's that's not right. It's not fair to another person. You should take time, definitely, and I think everybody should do this. Take time to know who they are as people. Take time to know what, what you like and what you don't like. Take time to evaluate who you are as a person and then fall in love with that person. You know yeah. what? I like me as a person. I can look in the mirror for hours at my own self and and and, and love it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I have gone through that 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 ugly part where... Yeah, I didn't like who I had turned into, you know, at a point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't even look in the mirror for a long period of time. Like, I, I would just glance at myself and move on. Like, I would not spend hard time looking at myself in the mirror. And I remember it was a breaking point in my life where I, I just looked in the mirror and I just broke down and just bawled. And I just cried and I just cried and I just cried. Because I did not like who I turned into as a person. While you were in a relationship or just, just, as, in, gen- just in general? When I, when I decided that I wanted a relationship. So for a while, I didn't really want a relationship. I didn't want to be married. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want somebody. You know, I didn't want kids. I didn't want family. I didn't want none of that. You know, I felt like I was just I was just busy. You know, I had stuff to do. I ain't got time for that. It's and then when I, when I narrowed it down, like, you know, I do want a relationship. Okay. And that's when I started doing, like, the self-work. You know, and and making sure that I was okay as a person before I invited somebody else into that mess, and realized that I hadn't looked at myself in the mirror for for months, like at, at a time, like not when I say look at myself, like enough to know I'm okay to go outside, like okay, okay. Yeah, done, okay, you you keep whatever, whatever, move on, but not like a serious hard look, like looking at myself in the mirror, and and me staring back at me and making that evaluation, like okay. that was hard for me to do, and it, it it came a time where I had to do that, and I looked at myself in the mirror, I did the work. And you know it it took some, it took some time, but that work it took is hard. Yeah, it's it took hard, some especially when you've been you've been you doing you for for however many years you've been on this earth, especially crossing from your teenage years to your adulthood. Right, and you're like, no, nah, this is me. I'm good with me. But then you start to see um, different things unfold around you to where it's like, no, nah, I mean, you had to really analyze what was going on around you and the people exactly. that you have around you. Yeah, and then you like, wait, I'm not. I don't think. 
I like this about myself right. because I'm drawing these type of people into my world. Exactly. So that's when you start to really sit back and be like, man, there's no good things happening to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why is all this stuff is happening to me? If it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah. And then none of them is good. <laughs> right. And you're like, man, I need to take a step back. And that's yeah. when you start to do that. You do that work. And work. sometimes it's hard letting go people that, that's been a part of your world for for years and years, and sometimes they just that person is in your life for years and years because mm-hmm. you never detached that person from you, and you never really thought about that person helping feed that source that's bringing all that badness, mm-hmm. that bad energy, that just bring, all unsavory things yeah. all together. So yeah, to bring it back around, yeah. I mean, it's 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 self work is amazing. Like when you really put in the work, as Ayala say, you got to do the work. But when you put it really put in the work, I mean, you see results that are out of this world, and I, I, I guarantee you would thank yourself for doing the work yeah. up front because it sets the tone for everything else that can fall in place in your life. So shout out to uh, this episode is actually dedicated to a young man who loves his woman mm. so much, mm. I mean, that he would go through literally hell and high water in podcast to make sure that <laughs> his girl is great. So shout out to uh, actually somebody that we know. His name is Anthony Cotto. Uh, he is a avid listener uh, of the show, him and his wife, Jacquette Cotto. And uh, one of the funniest guys I ever met, but really, really, the, the show has, he, he emails us after every show. And uh, I, I told him that, look, I will give you a shout out on the show because I really appreciate you and what you do and, and, and your wife. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a person of my word. I wanted to, 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 to be a person hey. of my word to give him a shout out. So shout out, Kato! Kato! Shout out, Kato! 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 Him Kato. and his better half. Jaquette. Yes. Is her name. And I know they've been through, they, they went through a lot of things to, to try to even prove their love and go from proving their love to actually just be like, I ain't got to prove shit to y'all. And just being, and I, I like their beautiful couple. That's what fairy tales are real. Fairy tales are real, man. You they go through, real. you go through it to get out of it. Yeah. So, so let us know what you think. Is there a difference between being in love or loving someone, or is it you know the same thing? Do you not believe in the premise of being in love? Remember. Let us know how you think about it. T, um, not T G, <laughs> Tanisha <Me>? B. <laughs> how can they reach us? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left, Combat Divas.